Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beesman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. It's a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Friday, December the 1st, presented by our sponsors and good friends, Boston Hemp, Inc. Uh, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Friday NHL card. We've got a light slate on this Friday, as per usual, just two games on the Friday slate. So uh, we will spend first portion of the show recapping a very busy and hectic Thursday night uh, in the NHL. Um, and uh, it ended up being a profitable night. Uh, for me overall, largely bolstered by not one, not two, but three draw winners on the board last night uh, on the Thursday slate, which really boosted the overall uh, unit count for me last night. So thanks to those draws, that turned what could have been, I think, a losing night into a profitable night for me. So I was very happy to see that. But that's why we bet those draws. You know, when it makes sense, they can be quite the bankroll booster especially when you're talking about these draw bets being in that north of plus 300 range. We certainly saw a few of those cash in for us uh, last night. But very busy Thursday night. Uh, it started with a pretty workmanlike 3 nothing win for Boston against San Jose. And wouldn't you know it, that's two game, two nights in a row I've had an under of some kind on my betting card. A couple nights ago, it was Washington team total under 2.5 against L.A., which cashed even though they won the game two to one. And yes, last night I actually went ahead and bet under six in that San Jose Boston game. And obviously wire to wire stayed well under the total. The Bruins got back to a much better defensive game. San Jose's problem scoring on the road continued to think this team has just really, really had their share of issues, obviously uh, scoring uh, goals uh, away from home all season long. And it's really continued. Uh, and last night shut down by the Boston Bruins in a very solid three, nothing, uh, victory. So I'm actually 2-0 and with my last two unders. So I'm getting the confidence again, maybe to throw an under or two into the mix every now and then uh, moving forward. Uh, and certainly was happy to see that. How about the Pittsburgh Penguins back, coming back from a 2-0 deficit after the first period with four unanswered goals, 4-2 over Tampa. Very, very tough to see the over fall short, but Pittsburgh coming back and winning that game. And we've noted yesterday on the show the history that they have had uh, of success against Tampa Bay. They won all three meetings last year and a history-making night for the Pittsburgh Penguins. We saw the highlight, Tristan Jari with a goalie goal, the first Pittsburgh Penguins goalie to score a goal in franchise history. Uh, so shout out to Jari. And it reminded me of the goal that uh, Linus Allmark had for Boston against Vancouver, which to me was the most recent uh, goalie goal that we saw in the NHL. It was right down the middle. There was no doubt. It was like just this perfect uh, shot release, the, the right amount of draw weight, and certainly a perfect accuracy uh, for uh, him uh, in with that release. So credit to uh, Tristan Jari. You can, uh, players always get a kick out of it. They rallied around and big hug for him after that moment. So uh, fun stuff when you see that. 4-2 Pittsburgh with the win. What a night for the fishbowl-wearing Mitch Marner last night for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Uh, he's got the old face shield, the fishbowl, as they call it. They may never ask, they may force him to wear that shit the rest of the season if he's going to keep playing like that. I mean, my goodness, a hat trick, not much needed. A guy that's had a pretty underwhelming season. Uh, and then he scores the shootout winner 
for the Toronto Maple Leafs to boot uh, as they beat the Kraken 4-3. That was a sweep for me with that game, the over full game, and the Leaf team total uh, over three and a half also uh, cashes there. Uh, we saw um, Detroit, wow, 5-1 to one on a back-to-back beating uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, so much for Morozik stepping up against his old team. Uh, the whole team, though, wasn't that great. Um, what a goal, by the way, and a bargain bin special of the night casher once again for me last night. Robbie Fabry, you just keep on riding this uh, goal prop now involving him because he's been absolutely on fire the last few games. Our bargain bin special of the night with Robbie Fabry cashes at plus 315 uh, last night. What a gorgeous goal it was uh, in that first period. The dangles, the deeks, and then the perfect roof job shot past Morozik. Uh, for that goal for Detroit last night. So very good effort on it. In it, despite a tough spot back to back for the Red Wings, they get it done five uh, one against uh, Chicago. Noticeable frustration for the first time, I think, from Connor Bedard. I saw him slamming his yeah. stick against the boards, and that's a guy that cares. That puts that's what it tells you. You know, I, you can tell losing just that's that's not that's not his bag. That's not his deal. Losing. You know, you can tell it always bothers him, even at a young age, first year, still 18 years old, and losing is already pissing him off. And that's what you like to see, certainly, moving forward. Uh, Florida, 5-1 against Montreal. It's shocking that finally a game stays under with those two teams head-to-head, but there was an explosion in the third period. We almost got a miracle uh, in that game with the over coming back and uh, cashing in. Um, So, uh, But it fell short, 5-1 Florida, just too much for Montreal last night. In that one, uh, wild game with the Devils and the Flyers. Luke Hughes gets knocked out of the game for a period of time with a real, real questionable hit by Garnet Hathaway. I've seen worse. I don't want to say full on dirty because I've seen a lot worse, but it was late. Uh, and you can tell why New Jersey was a little pissed off about it. Jack Hughes was pissed off about, you know, the lack of uh, a call initially from the referees there. And it looked like Luke Hughes was going to not only not return in that game, but maybe miss some time. Sure enough, he comes back later in that game and he scores the game winner assisted by his brother, Jack. And it got me uh, remembering the old uh, Paul Correa situation with Anaheim against New Jersey from back in the day in the Stanley Cup final with that great Gary Thorne call off the floor on the board. That's what it reminded me last night with Luke Hughes off the floor on the board. Luke Hughes back in the on the ice and scores the game winner. Uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils last night to get a 4-3 win over the uh, Flyers. Uh, good for me because uh, I had Jersey in that, uh, and they ended up surviving getting the win. 5-4 uh, Islanders over the Hurricanes, a draw winner for Alex and I. We both liked that draw last night. Great to see that cash in. Islanders, I'll tell you what, they're an over team right now. I can't believe I'm uttering those words, but I am. They're an over team right now. Um, they are scoring, and they are not holding leads. And we saw it again last night defensively. They just cannot hold a lead. Again last night, it looks like finally they're going to hold a lead. And all of a sudden, Carolina ties it in the dying seconds. So that continues to be an issue for them. But they do uh, rescue themselves with the overtime win. I guess Minnesota is going to get that big-time head coaching bump. I was shocked to see that. 6-1 to one, beat down over Nashville. Uh, that's That was even more impressive than what they did against St. Louis. In fact, that was much more impressive what Minnesota did last night against um, Nashville than what happened against St. Louis. How about Connor Dewar? Someone that uh, you're looking for some of these depth forwards to step up. Hasn't happened all year for Minnesota, but Dewar with the hat trick and really could add a fourth goal, but it was called back. So what a huge night for him. Uh, two hat tricks in the league last night. Mitch Marner for the Leafs. And yes, Connor Dewar, uh, an unlikely hat trick candidate for the Minnesota Wild in a 6-1 to throttling 
uh, of the Nashville Predators last night. I guess I got to ride this team now next game. Well, next game, I probably will be on Minnesota. You know, it's just one of those deals right now where you got to you got to see it. They've got the uh, and apparently from Russo does a great job covering the wild, by the way. Um, and he's he's a great follow on X. He's right on top of all things Minnesota Wild. He had a great statement last night, Alex, about Minnesota, saying you could hear a pin drop in the dressing room when they got blasted by Detroit in the final game with Dean Evason behind the bench, like it was uh, like church, like a morgue. Nobody yeah. was saying anything. It was dead silent, depression. You know, everyone's upset. No, Nothing's going right. And apparently there's hooting and hollering and loud noises emanating from the Wild dressing room last night after that win against Nashville. So – uh, clearly there's a, uh, an uptick in energy and, um, just, you know, overall vibe around the team, uh, with just these two wins after John Hines takes over. Now the John Hines effect, I think will burn out at some point, but as with most coaches, when they take over a team, there's that initial, we're going to, you know, band together and we're going to put things together. And, uh, it's happened. It, it's happening now with Chris Knobloch and Edmonton who beat Winnipeg last night, three to one, uh, for their fourth straight win. Uh, as they take care of business against the Jets in a much better defensive game and from Skinner as well uh, in net there, uh, getting Edmonton the 3-1 win. St. Louis with a 6-4 win against Buffalo. At right as rain I was on the show here, don't trust Buffalo to win two in a row. Sure enough, it played out that way. Game goes over the total. couple of draw bets that I cashed in with. I know Alex definitely had the Colorado-Arizona draw uh, as well. Great to see. What a price. What a, what a big yeah. plus number we snagged with that. Plus 390. <laughs> For that Colorado Arizona draw and Arizona, I had a little piece of Zona too, uh, plus one eighty. They get the job done in OT four three. Michael Carcone, man, red hot. He's the he's the Lawson Kraus right now of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, he has just been feeling it the last few games. They get the four three win. Uh, Calgary four three in overtime, and that's the way it's going with the best bets on the show right now. Can't catch a break. Dallas up three two, can't hold the lead. That Dallas was the best bet yesterday. Calgary ties it, and I did have the draw, so I'm kind of happy. But a Dallas in overtime would have been beautiful. Over would have hit, draw would have hit, and the Dallas best bet for the show would have hit. But unfortunately, not to be the case. Uh, Calgary with the four three win uh, in overtime last night, but I can't bitch too much. Dallas was the second best team. Calgary dominated. Yeah. Calgary was 36-16 in shots for the Flames. So they deserve the win. I can't beef too much about that. Washington, man, uh, another win for them. Back-to-back -back road wins, 5-4. The struggles continue for Anaheim. And how about Vegas? Statement by them. Snapping their little funk and putting it to Vancouver, 4-1. to It's now the Canucks now. I'm not going to say sound the alarm bells here, but that's two opportunities and step-up spots for Vancouver. Colorado and Vegas the last week, and they didn't get it done uh, in either one. So yeah. a little concerning there about Vancouver. I haven't been able to beat those big guns when they had the chance to play them. Speaking of Vancouver, uh, they get Nikita Zadorov in the trade with the Calgary Flames. They got Zadorov because the uh, Calgary didn't want to retain any of his salary and Vancouver after trading. But now the Beauvillier trade makes sense because it freed up the salary that they're going to keep on Zadorov's contract. Vancouver. So now you know why Beauvillier got dealt to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. It was to free up money so that they could make the Zadorov trade happen. So credit to Patrick Alvin for those little salary cap gymnastics that he pulled off to make that deal happen. And he gives them a big body presence, physical presence on the blue line, something they need more of Vancouver and something that Rick Tockett loves on his hockey teams is that big physical defensive minded presence. Nikita Zadorov, big Z, uh, another big Z will get that uh, give them that uh, on this Vancouver team. 
All right, Alex, time to hear from you. What did you think last night's uh, Thursday slate? Yeah, we're kind of working reverse with that some of that Vegas and Vancouver game. As you mentioned, that's a big step up win for, for Vegas. Finally getting the offense rolling. Like I said, now Vancouver not showing that, uh, not having that killer instinct against those top tier teams. Like I said, when they step up in class, they have yet to show up uh, against the division opponent. So that's something to take note for with, uh, with that team. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, looking at, you know, like I said, the draw games. You know, I hit about three of these. I had uh, Devils, Flyers, and I'm grabbing live. But like I said, pregame, I liked uh, Colorado and Arizona. And, you know, we said that could be a weird kind of a game. You know, Colorado, when they go to Arizona, and, and this is going back to even uh, before they went to Mullet Arena, they just always kind of played these tight, close games and oftentimes found ways to lose uh, in these spots. So Arizona, kudos to them. Nick Bustab with a, a big goal to, to win it in overtime. Should have had that goal actually earlier. He had a a uh, couple of great looks in overtime before you had one that finally buried it. Uh, so nice to catch a plus 390 winner with that. Dallas-Calgary, I was able to grab that live. Also had both teams to score first period and first period over. Catch those easily with a 2-2 yep. uh, after great 20 points. minutes. So that was uh, yeah solid wins for that. Uh, Nashville, like I said, just completely laying an egg there. And, and Minnesota getting this big boost. Connor Dewar with a, a career game. Uh, looked like he was going to have four goals at one point. And one gets pulled back, so he ends up with a hat trick. Also got an assist there. We did catch that first period over, but did not catch both teams to score. But the first period over trend still rolling out for the Predators, 17-3 and three, uh, in the last 20 games. Hawks looked terrible. Like you said, Peter Morazic did not show up against his old club at all. Detroit was a good boost and momentum. And that's a team to watch out for moving forward. Hawks definitely going to be looking at overs with them. Uh, and they've got two tough teams, two division rivals that they play – Poorly against on the road tomorrow against the Jets, and then Sunday they're here in St. Paul against the Wild. So two things to definitely be looking out for this weekend. So you're trying to say it's an 0-2 weekend coming up for the Hawks? Yeah, that's what, that's what it seems like. seems like there's going to be a lot of oh. goals in, the, in those two games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? They're playing Winnipeg, and now Winnipeg's going to be off. What is that now? Two losses, in a, three losses in mm-hmm. a row now because they, they lost the road. final game of the road trip to Nashville. They lost at home to um, – who was it the other Dallas shut them out. And then of course, Edmonton last night came back to beat them. So from that standpoint, now they're going to get an ornery Winnipeg team uh, tomorrow uh, in for that afternoon affair. And then they uh, come back and play Minnesota who are just, you know, red hot now since the coaching change, apparently. So not a tough weekend coming up for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. uh, No question. So not an easy uh, two game slate coming up for them uh, here uh, in uh, this one, but yeah, excited to uh, look ahead. We got a huge Saturday show. I should point that out. Uh, noon Eastern tomorrow. It is a massive Saturday NHL betting card, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I believe it's one of those 14, 15 gamers uh, tomorrow night. I'm doing the count right now. 13, I believe, tomorrow on the uh, Saturday slate. So uh, that's what we've got. Yeah, 13 games tomorrow uh, in NHL action. So it'll be a huge Saturday NHL slate. Uh, looking forward to that. I do want to mention, um, great job by Tim mentioning this in the chat, and it's true. I forgot to throw this in there when we talked about the Kraken and Leafs game last night. Jaden Schwartz being out six weeks is very unfortunate for a struggling Kraken team right now. Uh, he had had a nice start to the season for them. You know, he had been someone that offensively was kind of coming through for them when Eberly was cold and Veneers really wasn't going earlier in the season. Um, you know, and uh, helping out Jared McCann, who a lot of times the offense just too much was put on his plate. You know, Jaden Schwartz was one of those guys that was really stepping up nicely for the Seattle Kraken. Now to be without him for 
uh, six weeks when you're already a struggling team and the offense has been hit or miss. I find their defensive game has really been disappointing lately. They have had a hard time keeping the puck out of their own net. Look no further than the loss to Chicago uh, earlier in this week. Struggled mightily defensively, and that's another thing Jaden Schwartz brings to a hockey team is that two-way presence and that ability to be strong, be sound, uh, away from the puck. Uh, and right now, uh, you miss that significantly uh, without him. So a lot of problems right now for the uh, Seattle Kraken as they try to uh, you know, get their season back together. And it's not going to be uh, nearly as easy to do that uh, now with Jaden Schwartz missing for uh, an extended period of time. All right, let's get to Friday's games here on this Beantown Friday edition of the show. Only two games will begin in New Jersey, where we have the uh, San Jose Sharks taking on the New Jersey Devils. Uh, New Jersey upwards of minus 500. Uh, make sure you, uh, well, if you're going to lay this monstrous price, which I would not recommend anybody to do, uh, but if you were going to, make sure you shop around because I see as low as minus 450, and I also see as high as minus 500 with the Devils on the money line. So quite the disparity uh, from one sports book to another. Uh, six and a half the total here, shaded uh, to the over in this game. So here's the conundrum for me with the bet that I placed on this game is that San Jose has very little, if any, offense on the road. Okay, and it's look, they're they're not a good offensive team pretty much anywhere, but at least at home, we have seen the San Jose Sharks have games where they score three goals, four goals, five goals uh, on occasion. But on the road, it has been hard to come by for their offense. They just get shut out by Boston last night, uh, three to nothing. You look at the previous road games, Seattle, uh, they lose 7-1, but they only score a goal there. 3-1 loss to Vancouver, they only score a goal there. Uh, you know, it's been rough sledding for this team on the road. 4-1 loss on the road against Anaheim, 5-0 shutout loss on the road against Vegas. You get my point, that this team is really away from home having a hard time putting the puck in the net uh, right now. No question uh, about that. But if you look at this matchup tonight, you got a New Jersey Devils team that has definitely had uh, erratic behavior defensively in uh, pretty much all season. But, you know, it's surprising that, with Nico Hishier back, he obviously is great both ways. He can score, he produces offensively, but he is one of the best defensive centers uh, in the NHL. Make no mistake about it. Yet, we have not necessarily seen the massive bump in the defensive play of the team overall since Hishier got back. I mean, the first game you saw it because they pummeled Buffalo 7-2, to first game back, but the game went over the total. They gave up four to the Islanders had to erase a deficit to come back and beat them 5-4, second game with Heashier back. And then last night, you know, can't hold a lead against what's not necessarily an offensive juggernaut in the Philadelphia Flyers, let them tie that game 3-3, and then they have to rescue themselves and win 4-3 uh, in overtime uh, in that game. So the Devils have definitely not, you know, shown that defensive stalwart play uh, as much as I would have thought with Heashier coming back uh, from injury. Not to mention, it's looking like with this being a back-to-back -back situation for the New Jersey Devils uh, and for San Jose as well, uh, but for New Jersey, we saw last night Akira Schmid get the start in net, and he was excellent, by the way. I should point that out. Akira Schmid was fantastic last night against Philadelphia because they pummeled over they they uh, they uh, hammered over forty shots on goal at uh, Akira Schmid last night, and he's a big reason why they were able to preserve themselves with that victory. He was excellent. Uh, Philly definitely had their share of looks and opportunities, but Schmidt had a very good game. 
Well, now on the back-to-back and after facing that intense workload last night, you would think Vitek Vanacek is going to be a net for New Jersey here on the back-to-back. And I'm here to tell you right now with Vitek Vanacek, this has been a grotesque season for him. He has just not gotten the job done. His numbers are getting worse, not better. His performance by the game is getting worse, not better. 3.49 goals against average, 879 save percentage on the season. He enters this contest having allowed four-plus goals, uh, or three-plus goals, I should say, for the uh, New Jersey Devils in five of his last eight starts. Uh, He is definitely fighting this confidence, you know, fighting the puck a little bit, no question. I mean, if you're San Jose, I know your offense stinks on the road. It's been that way all year, but you're not going to have a better opportunity tonight. You've got maybe a little bit of a flat, tired Devils team that had to defend like crazy last night, 40 shots allowed, with a goalie that's struggling uh, and a defense that still hasn't been a shutdown D by any stretch. Um, You've got an opportunity to show some life offensively if you're San Jose for the first time in a while uh, on the road. Meanwhile, on the flip side, you're going to have Capo Kakinen in net for San Jose. And at the beginning of the season, I said there's very little difference. These are two bad goalies, both of them. Well, Blackwood has kind of changed my mind. Blackwood has been better than I thought he would be. He's at least been serviceable. There's been games he's been decent. There's been games he's been good. And there's even been some games he's been great. And he stood on his head and given San Jose a chance. He's had his bad games too, but he's had at least some decent, good efforts. I can't necessarily say that about Kakinen. He has had mostly every start has been a rough one. He's had, I think, one or two here and there that he's been okay. But other than that, it's been a tough, tough season for Capo Kakinen. And, of course, being a back-to-back, he's in net here. Two and six, 4.12 goals against average, 889 save percentage. I'm I'm shocked, actually, David Quinn went with this rotation with his goalies in these two games. Wouldn't you want to put Mackenzie Blackwood in there against his former team tonight? You know, the team that traded away? You know, for basically a bag of pucks in the off season, you know, it, wouldn't that be as a, a spot here tonight where I want Mackenzie Blackwood in my crease against a team that he's got an axe to grind with because they basically gave up on him? You know, I would think so. Yet he gave Blackwood the start last night against Boston, and he saved Kockenden for this game. It makes no damn sense to me. I don't know what David Quinn is thinking right now. Uh, it's just shocking to me that that's the decision he's made. I thought it would be a great spot. You're going to get a supremely motivated goaltender who's the better of your goalies right now uh, against a team that's probably a little bit more beatable right now than Boston and with a goalie that's going to want to beat him badly. And yet you decided, no, we'll play Blackwood last night and we'll save our inferior goalie, Kockenden, for tonight and not have Blackwood face his former team. It's totally absurd. I don't understand it yeah. uh, at all. But nevertheless, it's David Quinn's decision. He's the coach, not me. Uh, and he went this route. Um, but it's good for my bet here. I like over six and a half here uh, in this game. It's scary to bet it with San Jose, obviously, with their road woes. But I think it's a perfect opportunity for them to chip in two, maybe even three. That might be asking a lot, three, with the way they've been scoring on the road. But give me two at least. And I think San Jose can, or New Jersey can take care of the rest here uh, against San Jose and Kockenden. Because the one thing the Devils have not had issues with uh, here, especially with Hughes and Heeshear back scoring goals. How about 16 goals in the three games since uh, Nico Heeshear has been back? So over six and a half for me, around minus 115, minus 120 uh, here in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? San Jose, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was hoping that uh, Blackwood would have gotten the start tonight here. I would have actually probably taken a shot with Sharks and Draw split uh, than the old Ian Cameron special had that been the, the matchup. But now with Cockney, 
The only thing I can look at here is the old standard. Well, seemingly the old standard in the, within the last week. But first period, both teams to score. We're getting in at plus 160. I still think we have a good shot to get San Jose to get on the board early in this game. That's the only chance really to even stick around uh, in games. And for what it's worth, when we've seen them get shut out, they're a team that, you know, like I said, will at least press the, the pace a little bit more earlier on. New Jersey is a, a good first period over team. We might look for that as well in game, but definitely going to just go with the pregame spot. Uh, both teams score plus one six. I like that. I like that price. I think it's very plausible we can get a 1-1 in the first period with these uh, two teams. Again, these are the weaker goaltenders for both teams. Vanacek is a is a puddle right now. He's a mess. He is an absolute mess, Vanacek, right now. Uh, he's been pulled multiple times. You have to go to him tonight probably because it's a back-to-back, although it has not been confirmed yet. So that's the one thing that you know I'm, I'm waiting on here. Vanacek is not – I'd be shocked, though, if Lindy's going to run back Akira Schmidt after that workload that he had against Philadelphia, though, last night. Um, so there's no question I think uh, it's going to be Vanacek on the back-to-back, even though it hasn't been confirmed. I'd be stunned if it's not uh, Vanacek here in this game. Uh, it looks like for the um, Devils as well, we know that uh, Timo Meyer has been out, but he looks like he could play, could return from that lower body injury that's kept him out for the last seven games. Uh, five goals, six assists on the season, but Timo might be back tonight. Uh, Eric Howland did not play with a lower body injury last night for the Devils, and he's missed the last two games for them, but there definitely is a possibility that Howland plays tonight, so some reinforcements uh, potentially here for the uh, New Jersey Devils. I know the guy for, that produces the Spit and Chicklets show, what is his name, Grinelli, Mike Grinnell. He had a, tw- a, a post on X about how Bruins won the trade with Zaka and uh, Howla. I'm not so sure about that. I know Zach has been great for Boston. No doubt that's been a good trade for Boston, but it's not like it's been a shit trade for New Jersey. Zach wasn't very good in New Jersey, and Howell has been a nice, effective third-line player for New Jersey. He's played well for them. So I think it's a win for both teams. I don't think it's one of those deals where Boston you know, won that trade by a landslide. I think both teams are happy with it. I think the Devils are happy with how Howell has played uh, since that trade, and I think the Bruins, and obviously the Bruins are very happy with what they've gotten from Pavel Zaka uh, in that trade. So uh, I don't think it's that um, landslide of a trade like he makes it sound like that Boston's fleeced them or something. I don't think so. I think Al has been good for New Jersey uh, since he's uh, been in there. But, yeah, I like over here. And, yes, there are a few props that stand out here in, in this game. Certainly we have to mention on the San Jose side, it's the obvious choice. Uh, you know, he's on the top line. He's actually been someone that's been scoring for them a little bit more in, in recent games, two in the last three games, two goals, that is, in the last three games for him. He's facing his old team, another team that traded him, Fabian Zetterland. I mean, he's definitely, he's got to be on your list uh, of player props in this game. It's the revenge game. It's the former team angle, uh, team that traded him away. And he's really the one constant that San Jose has going offensively right now. It's Fabian Zetterlin, who again has scored two goals in the last three games uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So uh, six goals, three assists. I'm pretty damn sure that's tied for, if not leading the team in goals. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin with that six goal output that he's got uh, this year. Let me just double check that. Uh, yeah, he's tied for with Mike Hoffman for the team lead in goals this year uh, on the uh, San Jose Sharks. So yeah, that's definitely a strong player prop look tonight. Uh, to get on Fabian Zetterland here in this game uh, to find the back of the net against what we presume is the struggling Vitek Vanacek uh, and the uh, New Jersey uh, Devils. Uh, the best price out there with that right now is around plus 335. You can find at uh, Bet Rivers plus 330 uh, at FanDuel. So some real good prices there uh, for uh, Fabian Zetterland for the uh, San Jose Sharks as far as finding the back of the net 
uh, is concerned. You know, on the New Jersey Devils side of the equation, thanks to our guy John Massey, who pointed out how good Holtz McLeod Lazar has been as a third line for New Jersey. Well, guess who scored one of their goals last night? Um, Alexander Holtz, and I was on that goal prop. Um, that line is definitely, you know, you can bet to Foley, Hughes, Mercer, uh, Heashier, Brat, Palat, you know, the, the bigger top six forwards on this Devils team. But there is no doubt incredible chemistry right now with that third line, and they are getting chances. They're generating the expected goals for those three guys is very high right now. Um, they're making things happen the majority of the time that they're out on the ice. So that third line is the, where the value is, as far as I'm concerned, with Devils props right now. McLeod with Lazar and Alexander Holtz, especially Holtz. Holtz is a first-round pick. Holtz has yeah. terrific finishing ability. It's taken him a while to get comfortable. But look what this guy's done. Three goals in the last four games for the New Jersey Devils. So he's an excellent, excellent value prop. No question. I'd, I'd be shocked if my bargain bin special isn't going to come from this game. It probably will because there's some really, really good options both sides here uh, as far as uh, player props tonight. And again, you can get Holtz in particular uh, with his props still in a good price range, still in that plus 300 at some spots, although it's dropping a little bit. But bookmakers are starting to catch on here uh, to the fact that um, um, Alexander Holtz is starting to produce for the uh, New Jersey Devils. All right, next up, we've got Ottawa and Columbus. Uh, we've got uh, Ottawa minus 160 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I can't lay this number with Ottawa on the road. I can't. Uh, I just can't. Uh, is there a belief that with Thomas Shabbat returning from injury tonight, it's going to bolster the team and it's going to lead to an increased uh, performance? And is it a huge deal? that Thomas Shabbat is back? Absolutely it is. I, there's no denying that. Uh, he is by far the, you know, their best, most important all-round defenseman outside of Jake Sanderson, who's had a good year, and, uh, and Jacob Chikrin. That, that's their big three on the blue line. There's a drop-off after those three. So the fact that you don't have to play Artem Zub, you don't have to play Eric Brandstrom, you don't have to play Travis Hamannick, you know, as many minutes, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the uh, Ottawa Senators that you can rely more on your big three. Finally reunited here, Chikrin, Sanderson, and the returning Thomas Shabbat from injury. So I think that's probably what betters have seen in pushing this line up the way they have to the minus 155 to minus 160 range on the Ottawa Senators. That's what they see. They see Ottawa, you know, getting healthy, ready to go on a run perhaps. I wouldn't sell Columbus short though. Columbus in the short term after snapping that losing streak they're three and two in their last five games. They worked their way out of their funk in a big way with a big commanding seven, three win against Chicago. And then they followed it up beating New Jersey two to one. They should have beat Carolina on the road over the weekend. Let's not forget. They were up two nothing in that game. Hurricanes came back and ended up getting the three, uh, two win uh, against the uh, jackets. And then of course their last uh, game, not last game, but the game uh, early in the week against Boston. Very impressive. 5-2 win for the Jackets against the Bruins. Then the Jackets had that typical Jackets spot. And I said it on the show Wednesday. I don't trust the Jackets now as favorites. I just don't. Because these are the games they lose. And sure enough, they lost 4-2 to Montreal uh, on Wednesday night. But now we got them back in an underdog role. Off a loss. They've actually played some of their better hockey on home ice lately. It's Jackets or nothing at this price. This is the ultimate. Is Ottawa probably the better team still? Yes. But this is the ultimate. We bet numbers. We bet prices. We don't always bet teams. And and this, to me, is more of a where this price is. 
And right now, this is not so much Ottawa that in a price range where that I'm also uh, all that trustworthy. Uh, yes, Corpusalo against his old team. There's some truth to that. I get it. Um, but I, if, I wouldn't be too pissed off at Columbus if I'm Corpusalo. He got me. They got me to L.A. They got me out of there. You know, they got me to a playoff team last year. Uh, they actually did me a favor. So it's not, probably not one of those deals where it's that same. Wow, they really gave up on me. I don't think that's the case. I think they just wanted to, you know, get uh, him to a team where he could win. And they wanted to get assets back in return for continuing this rebuild that Columbus is in uh, right now. But I do want, I, obviously, he'll still want to play well. It's his old team. Um, so, I, you know, you'll see how it goes here. But I, I got to put a small shot in Columbus here at this price, plus 140. But what I like even more than that, Take a look at his series history. Four of the last eight have gone past regulation. I think this is a real draw possibility tonight here with Ottawa and Columbus, and you can get a really good price on that. I think I do think Ottawa's coming to play, but I also think Columbus is coming to play, and I like the improvement in form in the short term that we have seen from the Jackets. You deserve some credit beating New Jersey, Boston, and then almost beating Carolina on the road. You know That's showing me you're playing some better hockey here. So I expect a competitive game. A little small shot for me on the Jackets at plus 140. The draw is at plus 390 at FanDuel. That is a phenomenal price. Love that draw price at plus 390. I expect a competitive game here with these two teams. Again, we've seen Ottawa go to overtime or a shootout in two of their last four games. And again, four of the last eight meetings with the Sens and the Blue Jackets has gone past regulation um, in this one. I have a lean to the over, but I might look for something better uh, in-game with that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Ottawa, Columbus. Yeah, well, like I said, it's the draw. Plus 390 at FanDuel. Uh, and you mentioned it, four of eight. And a lot, four of the last eight meetings going to overtime or shootout and two of the last four games for Ottawa going. Like I said, you can't trust Ottawa at this price. And, you know, you can't really always trust Columbus with the talent, uh, you know, edge necessarily. And like I said, with Corpus Allo playing at home, yeah, I don't think this is a, a necessarily a revenge angle. But I do think he'll be motivated. I think he plays well. Same thing with um, Rosikas. I think both goaltenders play well in this contest. And that's what keeps it close, and that's what takes us past 60 minutes. So, Sins, Jackets, will go the draw, plus 390. All right, liking the draw here, plus 390. That's the exact price in which we cashed a draw winner last night with Colorado uh, and Arizona. Maybe plus 390 is going to be our lucky number uh, when it comes to draws. And maybe we can uh, hit it again for a second That'd straight nice. night. Draw at plus 390. I mean, once you get to that plus 400 range, it's incredible. Like I look at my, I looked at my account, seriously, that's no joke. I looked at my sports betting account that I placed mm -hmm. that draw bet before it, before they graded it a cash, a win. And I'm like, and then I see the amount in the, in the account after that draw plus 390 hit. I'm like, holy shit. Whoa. That, that, <laughs> right? That'll boost yeah. things up a little bit. Yeah. Whoa. yeah that, that's uh, why I don't want to hear, that. I don't want to hear any draw slander from people in the chat because you know, when you when you have those moments where you see the money actually come in, and especially when you have overtime games like uh, the Isles and, and Carolina, I didn't even mention this in the recap, but I'll just say it quickly about how you know I called the Isles out. Said they're you know hard team to watch. They're boring. That was one of the most exciting Islanders games I've seen, even going back to the playoffs a couple of years ago. And you cash in with seven with less than uh, with seven tenths of a second left to get that tying goal. You have a draw ticket. You were excited watching that game. So I know people say it's a nerve-wracking, it's kind of dull. You're waiting for a lot of, you know, stagnant play. But, no, it, it can be very exciting, especially when that money hits the account. So good, good point to uh, make. 
it's one of the better feelings I have in sports betting these days. And, and I've been doing this for a decade, as have you. And when you get those kind of uh, cashers coming through at plus 390, especially yeah. when you have to a lot in a lot of these instances with these hockey draw bets, they're not for the faint of heart, especially if you're watching the game. Like there's some heart attack moments and yeah. uh, you're just when it's tied with the final few minutes in that third period, you're just hoping tick, 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 get that clock uh, down there as fast as possible. Uh, play clean hockey. Nobody, you know, get the point in the bank. I'm always saying, come on, get the point in the bank here, guys. Be yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, sure enough, uh, that's exactly that's what I was saying with that Colorado Arizona game uh, last night. But uh, yeah, there, it's um, like I say, you can't be. Pepper and you can't bet every draw every game. You can't right. bet the draw yeah. in every game, obviously. But if you hand pick your spots and you follow the methodology that Alex and I use with it, look for current form. Are they playing close games? One goal games are going to overtime or shootout a lot. Look for series history where teams just play a lot of close games head to head against one another. And that's what we've got here with Ottawa and Columbus, for example. And if you find that combination of the two um, factors, uh, that makes a good draw bet in our minds. So yeah. uh, absolutely, that's what you want to be looking for, no doubt. And to me, this is definitely the top draw option on the of the two games tonight uh, on this uh, Friday card, no question uh, about that. As far as uh, props go uh, here uh, for this game, uh, when you look at uh, what we've got um, for Columbus, I would say if you're going to bet Columbus props tonight, line A's hit or miss, I wouldn't bother with him. Goudreau, you're not getting much. Here's a, there's a bunch that stand out. That triumvirate of Russians right now, Shinnikov, Voronkov, and Marchenko, and they're actually on a line now together, the second line. Pascal Vincent, the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, has put them together. Uh, they're on the second. They're all on fire right now, and the chemistry is off the charts. Look at what they did against Montreal. Look what they've done the last few games. Marchenko, in particular, on a roll. Voronkov has been excellent. Shinnikov, who's been quiet all year, I think now has goals in back-to-back games for the Jackets. So that Russian trio, and they're all on the same line now, you take your pick with any of those guys. They're worth a look now as far as uh, props tonight. Goal prop, assist prop, point props, uh, all of them, and great value, uh, no question. Uh, And I would throw in another one there. He got his little wake-up call. He's a good player. Uh, He was great with Canada in the World Junior Hockey Championship. Good junior player. Hasn't always hit on all cylinders here yet in the NHL level, but he went down to the AHL for a bit, did his time, worked on his game. Now he's getting another opportunity back recalled from the AHL yesterday. Kent Johnson for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, And I think now not only back up with the Columbus Blue Jackets and back in the lineup, but also playing on the top line for the uh, Jackets tonight, lined up there with Boone Jenner and Johnny Gaudreau. So talk about an opportunity now. Uh, for Kent Johnson to once again prove what he's got uh, in his uh, uh, arsenal here at the NHL level. Uh, You can get him at plus 440 at FanDuel uh, to score a goal tonight. And again, you're talking about a top-line player getting top-line minutes at plus 440 uh, to score a goal tonight for the uh, Kent Johnson. So uh, for Kent Johnson. So uh, it's an absolutely good value look there as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Ottawa on the flip side, when you look at – their production lately it's been a lot more hit or miss Tarasenko's cold Kubalik has forgotten how to score for them uh, and look he's a streaky bugger so that doesn't surprise me uh, but for me I would probably keep it pretty simplistic here your main offensive catalysts lately for Ottawa I mean Tim Stutzla for sure uh, he has been excellent all season uh, for Ottawa very consistent as well 
Uh, Josh Norris has actually even tailed off just one point in the last four games for him. Batherson had a two-goal game a couple games ago, but mostly you're looking at uh, Tim Stutzla, your main uh, cog that's been rolling offensively for the Ottawa Senators. So uh, he'd be the main prop of interest for me in this game tonight. Like I said, for Columbus in particular, just based on all the situations, the three Russians on the second line all playing well right now offensively, and Kent Johnson with that value playing on the top line. They're all good player prop, goal scorer prop looks, in my opinion, for this game tonight with the uh, Sens and the Blue Jackets. Uh, do we have goalies confirmed? I'll just uh, double check on that. But yeah, we expect, obviously, uh, Corpusalo for uh, Ottawa and obviously uh, Merzlikens for Columbus. Yes, it is Corpusalo Merzlikens, your goaltending matchup here uh, in Columbus. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the Friday card. We appreciate everyone joining us. Hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so already. Those of you watching on YouTube, we appreciate it very much. And we also appreciate uh, Beantown Friday sponsor, Boston Hemp Inc. They're great CBD products. Uh, great, great sponsor of the show. Make sure you check them out, Boston Hemp Inc., and take a look at some of the great products they have. And here is Boston Hemp Inc. and a little bit of what they provide. All right, there it is. Boston Hemp Inc., our great sponsors of Beantown Friday here on the Ice Guys Show. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Boston Hemp Inc., our great Friday sponsor. And also, check out the Ice Guys store. We're going to yes. hammer this home for the next uh, few days because time is a, uh, time is a wasting right now uh, as far as getting on this uh, sale that is available right now with the uh, Ice Guys store. We've got just three more days uh, left for you to take 15% off of your order of any Ice Guys merchandise and free standard shipping as well, Alex. So it's it's time. You got Friday, you got Saturday, you got Sunday, you got this weekend essentially. Get on board. Get your favorite loved one, a, a Ice Guys merch, a, a Christmas gift uh, for the upcoming holiday season. So there you go. Three days left to get 15% yes. off. Yes, everything's in stock. Every color is available and everything you want. Hoodies, T-shirts, We've got little toys for the kids. We've got baby clothes. We've got workout clothes. We've got everything there. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. 15% off everything and free standard shipping. If you order this weekend, you'll get things in time for the holidays, so don't miss out on this. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Just three days left, 15% off and free standard shipping. There you go. Yeah, make sure you get involved with that. And, of course, again, in the meantime, while we wait for the YouTube uh, membership stuff to get worked out, Patreon.com is still up. No issues there. Ice slash ice guys. Uh, make sure you get involved there. Same price, $10 a month and all the content you've been getting on the YouTube channel. You'll get there as well. Patreon.com uh, slash ice guys. All right. It is time for the bargain bin special of the night. Uh, and uh, look, as much as the best bets for me have been struggling, the uh, 
There aren't going to be special. We've been continuing to cash a few of these big plus price winners. And last night for me, it was Robbie Fabry for the Detroit Red Wings as my bargain bin special of the night at plus 315. It was a phenomenal bet uh, and a great goal to cash that bet as well last night. Uh, just a highlight reel goal in the first period uh, against Chicago last night. So great to hit that. And Robbie Fabry is a go-with goal scorer prop right now moving forward until proven otherwise. He has been great since returning from injury. And I always said if he stays healthy, he can absolutely finish offensively he's doing that right now for Detroit so we'll see what we can do for an encore with the bargain bin special of the night in the, uh, with the two games tonight Alex we'll start with you because I know you've got one uh, you've gone to the bargain bin tonight what have you got for your Friday bargain bin special of the night yeah proof that it's it's not personal strictly business with uh Robbie Fabry I tailed you on that one too unfortunate to see the Detroit win that game but definitely had to hit hit that uh nice bargain bin winner tonight I'm going with Dawson Mercer to get a power play point in that New Jersey-San Jose game. You look at the Devils, they have the best power play in the league right now, 35.8%. You look at uh, San Jose on the penalty kill, 73.5%. They're struggling a little bit in that department. So Dawson Mercer, I think he can be one of the guys to get on the board at plus 575. That is a solid look. He's helped uh, cash a couple of these before for us. So hope he can come through again. Dawson Mercer, power play point, plus 575. Available at BetMGM. That is my bargain bin special for Friday. All right. There it is. Dawson Mercer. Uh, that's a power play point or a goal? Power play point. Power play point. All right. Mm -hmm. Plus 575. Holy. What a huge price that is. So Dawson Mercer, power play point, plus 575 for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, for Alex B. Smith with his uh, bargain bin, a special of the night. Man, this is you would think for two games that it would be very difficult for me to choose one. There are a lot of great options in just these two games that I like for bargain bin special. I mean, you could bet any of the three Russians for Columbus right now. I wouldn't argue with any of them. They're all on a roll at the moment, uh, whether it's um, Marchenko, although I don't know if Marchenko is a bargain bin type of price range anymore, but certainly the other two are Shinikov. Shinikov's an excellent option, plus 375. That's a uh, someone I considered, uh, and obviously Voronkov as well for Columbus. I think Kent Johnson at his price is a good uh, option. But I'm going to go to San Jose, New Jersey, and I'm uh, for me tonight with the uh, bargain bin special of the night. Uh, I'm going to go with it's not only that he's been scoring, he's been the one guy that's been scoring for this putrid San Jose Sharks offense lately, but he goes against his team, uh, former team that traded him away. He's in good form. You can get plus 335. At Bet Rivers, we're going to go with Fabian Zetterland here for the San Jose Sharks, uh, plus three thirty-five. This might be the only time all year that I'm on the San Jose Sharks player for my bargain bin special of the night. But to me, it makes a lot of sense here. Uh, he's against his old team. He's been the one catalyst offensively that's actually got it going at the moment for San Jose. Situation makes sense. Price is good. Fabian Zetterland, San Jose Sharks, plus three thirty-five for uh, any time goal. That is going to be my bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Friday uh, NHL card. Let's see if we can make it two in a row after hitting with uh, Robbie Fabry last night. All right, best bets to wrap it up. One of these days we'll hit one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? <laughs> uh, Friday uh, best bet. Well, I did get one last night. I had that uh, both teams to score in the first period over uh, with Dallas and Calgary. So hope to get one again here. I'm liking the uh, Ottawa and Columbus draw. You get that as high as plus 390 at FanDuel. 
I wouldn't go any lower than plus 350. So uh, obviously, if you can't grab FanDuel, you can grab it at, still at a, at a reasonable price uh, at, at other books. But four of the last eight meetings have gone past regulation. Ottawa, two of their last four games have gone past regulation. So at a great price, we got a 390 last night. Let's try to get one here on Friday. We'll go send Blue Jackets. Draw plus 390. That's my best bet. Man, that's such a good price on that. Love, love that price. Ottawa-Columbus draw plus 390 uh, for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet for this card. Uh, and my best bet, and this is a reminder, too, for everyone with the best bet segments. The best bet for me is very little, if at all, much greater amount-wise than the other bets that I've got going on the card every day. But we want to we do best bet segments. People like best bet segments, so we do them. But from my personal betting standpoint, the best bets aren't that much bigger of a bet than everything else. So just important for me to point that out. I'm going to go with San Jose, New Jersey here tonight over six and a half. I mean, we only have the two games. Uh, I'm going to roll with that. I know it can be difficult to trust San Jose's offense, especially on the road. But if they face Vitek Vanacek, this is going to be the perfect combination for them to finally bust out. New Jersey has still given up you know, goals uh, more often than not. Vanacek is struggling. His goals against is above four. I think San Jose can find the back of the net. And certainly I believe New Jersey will uh, here tonight against Capo Kakinen. And they have scored 16 goals in three games since Nico Heeshear and Jack Hughes were reunited. So they've had no issues finding the back of the net. Let's go Sharks, Devils, over six and a half, a minus 115 uh, for my best bet here for this Friday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Again, hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for Alex B Smith. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And tomorrow, make sure you don't miss it. It's a huge Saturday card, 13 games, and we will break them all down. Sides, totals, player props, everything. Each and every game on the Saturday NHL card tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Pacific. Make sure you join us then. Enjoy the games and good luck tonight. And we will see you on Saturday for the massive Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. Thank <laughs> you.